So I hear you're coming to Austin, Texas. Okay. Whether you're coming here as a student for UT, you're visiting a friend, maybe you're coming on a girl's trip or a bachelorette. Woo! There are so many people that always message me saying, Jenna, I'm coming to Austin. What should I do? Well, what you should do is listen to this podcast episode because I'm here today to tell you everything I know from locations, where to live, apartments, cost of living, bars. Uh, What else? Oh, most importantly, duh, what to do here, what to do on weekdays. So I've lived here for about two years now, and this is my official disclaimer that I am by no means an Austin, Texas expert. I'm just going to share with you what I've learned so far, and I'm excited because every single day I feel like there's something else to discover about the city, and I'm here to share it all with you. So I hope you all enjoy this episode and giddy up for a good time in Austin, Texas. All right, is this thing on? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I never could have thought that when I put out my first episode of Fun on Weekdays podcast almost a year ago, as of next week, when I was sitting on my bed in my old apartment on my Blue Yeti microphone that I would ever be sitting in my own office with my own recording studio, with legitimate mics, like a soundboard, and, and a legitimate camera. I went and got a camera last night, actually, you guys. And, and lights, and a, a neon light behind me. This is so wild. Oh my god, what a surreal feeling. This is my first ever episode that I am recording and filming in my new office that is like all of my equipment that is set up. Is it set up correctly? Probably not. <laughs> Um, I did watch a lot of YouTube videos to figure out how to work out this song, the soundboard that I have. But listen to this. Listen to what I have in my episodes now. Ah, soundboard. <laughs> this is so legit. I don't even know what to do with myself. Do you guys want to hear the other sounds around the soundboard? Ha <laughs> ha. Did you like that one? Oh, settle down. Settle down, you guys. That's That's a long one. That was a very well-deserved crowd applause. I am so excited to be recording here. I've been looking forward to this all week. I know that this episode is coming out a little bit late, you guys. Typically, I come out with episodes on Tuesdays, but I told you in last week that my next episode, I was going to have the mics, the camera, the whole shebang. It was going to be all out for you guys, and I did deliver that promise. I didn't deliver it on the timeline that I was expecting but that's okay things happen life happens sometimes you fall behind and that's okay you just gotta pick it back up get back on get back on track and look forward and that's exactly what we're doing today so today's episode is something that I've been waiting to talk about until I finally got like really good equipment because it is a topic that you guys message me about every single day since I've moved here which is Jenna How do you like Austin? Can you tell me some recommendations for food and drinks and bars and things to do here? Or what should we do on our bachelorette party? Or I'm moving to Austin. Do you like it there? Where should I live? What are good locations? Well, you know what, you guys? It's time I stopped gatekeeping because as of last week, it's been two years, two years that I've lived in Austin. Isn't that wild? Like time has flown by so fast. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what have I even done? But I started a podcast. That's one thing I've done. Never saw that coming. So today we're going to talk all about Austin, Texas, whether you're moving here, you're visiting, or maybe you live here and you just want to tune in and see what I have to say about our beautiful, beautiful city. 
We're going to talk about apartments, locations, recommendations, literally everything Austin. So I hope that you're listening to this while you are driving here, flying here, thinking about moving here, thinking about visiting here, thinking about coming here for your bachelorette, whatever it may be. I hope that this episode gives you a little bit more insight to where I currently live and why I love it so much. So the first thing that I want to touch on, and pardon me because I had to write in my notes app because there's so freaking much to cover here. I had to split it up by categories. So the first thing that I have is just kind of the overall consensus of living here. A lot of people are like, do you like living in Austin? Do you see yourself living here a long time? And what I have to say about Austin is that I would definitely describe it as a transitional city for a lot of people. What I mean is a lot of people come to college here at UT and then maybe they stay for a year or two. A lot of people move here pretty soon after college or maybe they're still in their 20s or still, you know, trying to figure out their career. And I think for a lot of people, Austin is the place that they really find themselves in. There's a lot of young people here. There's a lot of people who have like a very great hustle culture. There's a lot of people here who have a really great party culture. There's a lot of people here who are super active. And so there's just people from pretty much every dynamic. And for that reason, people start off their careers to kind of figure out who they are. And then a lot of people leave and they move and they go somewhere where they settle down. And that's totally okay. For me, I see myself staying here long term. I absolutely adore Austin. And I just, more so than the city itself, I love the person that I am when I'm here. And when I compare myself to who I was in Painesville or even Kent, Ohio, Painesville, Ohio, Kent, Ohio, that's where I grew up. That's where I went to college. I just find myself as a much more spontaneous and adventurous version of myself. Um, I'm a lot more like bold and outspoken and maybe a little bit less restricted by what people think of me. And I think a lot of that is when you move to a new city after you know growing up somewhere, going to college, whatever it may be, you just have this opportunity to recreate yourself as the best version of whoever you want to be. And so Austin was that exact opportunity for me. I moved here in summer of 2018 to do a summer internship for Sherry Hill. And for anyone who's listened to this podcast, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to beat this story to the ground, but I had just gotten out of a six-year relationship and it was my first time that I was like really just kind of lost. And although I was lost, I felt like I had been kind of found in a sense when I came to Austin. So I just had this like really, really emotional tie to being here. Was it the city itself? Was it the things that I was doing, the places I was eating, the places I was going out uh, at the bars, or was it the people I was around? That's a really good question. And I think for the past two years, before I've ever made this episode, I kind of wanted to figure that out for myself before I sat down and had this episode where I talk about my experience living in Austin, because there's so many factors that make a city feel like home. And for me, I'm so, so lucky that I found that place. So to answer the question of, do I see myself living here? Absolutely. Um, Do I see myself living downtown for the entirety of my time in Austin? No, absolutely not. And I'll get into kind of what's going on and what's changed for the past two years that I've been here. But I definitely see myself living in like Westlake area. You guys, Tinks, she does the Rich Mom merch. Um, Let her know that Westlake is like the Rich Mom area. It's got beautiful, beautiful houses in the hills. It's just gorgeous. And I feel like that's pretty much anyone's goal is to live there. And it has a great school there. Um, But also I would love to live by the lake. Um, so who knows? I'm not in any rush to get a house. Um, after my apartment downtown, I've lived downtown for two years. I'm definitely looking to get out of all of the chaos. So that was the first, uh, summer that I came here, 2018. 
and then fell in love with Austin. And I ended up coming back again, summer 2019, still working for Sherry Hill, uh, this time kind of as like part-time. I don't really know how you would classify my job, but I was here for the summer. Um, and I that, that summer really solidified the fact that I knew I wanted to move here when I graduated college. And I think a lot of people, when you come here for a short amount of time, whether it is a summer internship or maybe just a weekend trip or a bachelorette, whatever it may be, a lot of people have this like lust with Austin. It has this like, has this different feel than I've ever felt in any other city. Is it the fact that there are people running around shirtless nonstop, even though it's 105 degrees? Probably. Is it the fact that there are musicians at like pretty much every single bar, every single night of the week? Yes. Is it the fact that you can like go for a hike right outside of your apartment door and you can go paddle boarding, but you can also go and have the city experience? I think Austin has this lust about it. And when you are here short term, you appreciate all of those things about it. When you're here long term, and for myself, I'm speaking for myself, it's really easy to kind of take those things for granted. And what I'm trying to do this summer is really just like appreciate those those things that I used to absolutely love and adore about Austin that now that I lived here for two years, I kind of like forget about. Austin has a lot of quirks. And although a lot of the weirdness um, has been taken out of Austin as the city is continuing to grow and there's a ton of construction, there's still like the foundation of that feeling that I had when I first moved here. So yes, (laughs) a long, long answer to say that I do see myself living here long-term. I do see myself starting a family here. Um, And so my first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was apartments. Um, I know a lot of people are moving here. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the U.S. I know a lot of people that listen to my podcast are moving here or just did. And one of the most common questions is, where should I live? Do you have any apartment recommendations? My best advice for you is to use an apartment locator. They are free. Like it's honestly a disservice to yourself if you don't use them. Um, because yes, you can look on Realtor and Zillow and stuff and you can look on Instagram and Facebook, but I think working with someone like a, that can kind of cater to what your needs are based on like your budget and how far you want to be from where you work, if you do work there or what kind of amenities you want, they just understand the market so much better than anyone that lives in Austin can. And I just have to say that there are so many apartment buildings going up constantly that I can't even keep up with what apartments are even open these days. Um, but on the on the topic of apartments, I do want to give a forewarning that the cost of living in Austin is not cheap. It is not cheap at all, and it has gone up a lot. My first apartment when I moved here, I was living at the Camden on Rainy Street. I'm okay to share that because I don't live there anymore. But I was living um, in a two-bedroom apartment. It was like 1,250 square feet. It was It was a great building. Um, and it was pretty not new. I mean, it's new because it's been built or actually, I don't know how new it is, but it felt new. That's all that really mattered to me is I just wanted the the kitchen and like the appliances and the amenities to feel updated. Um, there's this thing about Texas where people love dark wood and that is just not my vibe. It's hard to find a white kitchen around here. Let me tell you that. And now I have a blue kitchen, which I was thankful for at the time, but now I'm like kicking myself because dang, it is hard to decorate. But my first apartment was a two bedroom. I moved here right in the middle of COVID. So I got an amazing, amazing deal on the apartment. It was like, I want to say it was about 12, 
mm, no, it was, it was 1450. And then after like amenities and stuff and what, all that other crap that they put into your rent. Cause at first they give you this number. You're like, Oh, okay, that's doable. But then they factor in like trash and parking and the HOA fee. No HOA fee, I think is for like condos. I don't know. There's just a bunch of like unforeseen taxes and fees that go into it. I think we were both paying around $1,500, um, maybe just a little bit under that. But for the amount of space and for the location, I thought that was, it was okay. It was definitely on the higher end for me at that time. I was also working at TikTok and my annual salary, my base was 40000 I was in a sales role. So I had like an opportunity to make commission. Um, and listen to my last episode. I kind of talked about that a little bit. My, my traditional nine to five job when I first moved here at TikTok. Um, but it was still expensive at that time. And gosh, if I would have known how expensive it is now, I would absolutely not be able to afford living downtown if I was still working in that job. It is just so wild. I have a lot of friends that their rent has been increased so much. Parking is expensive and there's not a lot of parking because there's a lot of construction that's going on. So a lot of the old parking lots now are being built into like these high rises and the skyline of Austin has grown so much from the first time that I was ever here in 2018. So as much as growth is like really great for a city because that means that people love living here and you know you have tourists coming here it means there's money in the city. It also kind of sucks because it's taking away like your experience because you can no longer afford to live here and that's happening for a lot of people. So my thing about apartments is I kind of thought of two things. It's either A, I live downtown, and this was at the time that I was spending a lot of time downtown. I was going out a lot. I was doing stuff every single day after work. And not that I don't still do that, but I don't really go out to bars as much, and I've kind of ventured out a little bit. So it was either I live downtown and I spend a little bit more money to be convenient, to be in walking distance, to be in in Bird or what are those scooters called? Bird, Lime, in Lime distance of places that I want to go. Or I could spend less money and I could spend more money on Ubers. And that's the thing about Austin is Ubers on a weekend or like pretty much anytime, if you're going from even like 10 minutes from downtown out to the bar on a Saturday night or Friday, it's pretty expensive. It adds up. And I think in my mind, it made the most sense with my lifestyle that I had at the time to live downtown. So when I renewed my lease, I, I still live downtown. It's a one bedroom. It is 815 square feet. It was like when I first started doing um, my podcast full time and it like factored into my budget a little bit, but it's still freaking absurd to me. The fact that I pay $3,300 for my 815 square foot apartment. Like you're what? What? Make it make sense. Why is it New York City rent in Austin, Texas? It, it is unfathomable. Um, but when I re-signed it, I was still going out a lot, made a lot of sense. You know, I, I definitely justified it. And here's the thing too, like you can spend money and know that in the future, like you're going to make it back somehow, whether it's like a new job or getting another job. And to me, it was like, I had a lifestyle that I knew that I wanted. And it was just the question of how do I afford that? Whether that is picking up a side hobby or doing influencing on the side. And that's what I was doing at the time because I definitely wouldn't have been able to afford this. And um, you just you just make it work depending on that. But now I am so over living downtown. Oh my freaking God. 
my apartment has six buildings being built around it. And so the traffic from that is, is pretty brutal. And my rent is going up. My lease is technically up October 23rd, but I'm going to break it early because I just, I can't do it anymore. And it's just not enough space for us. So I've been looking at some houses, a little bit more of a slower lifestyle, a little bit more of calmness and serenity, which I think I really, really need in my life. Um, so I'm looking at either East Austin, which is really cool. There's a lot of like breweries. It's definitely a little bit more artsy and more cultural. East Austin is definitely being gentrified right now, which is super sad because it's like the people that have lived there for years can no longer afford to live there. So they're just being displaced and like all these apartments are going up and then people from the city are moving into their space. And it's just, I completely understand every single side of the growth of Austin because Austin is only growing because people like me moved here and people like me only moved here because we had like an awesome time visiting here. And so people who are listening to this podcast or anybody who follows me, there are people like, oh my God, you make me want to move to Austin. And as much as I want to encourage that, I also want to give you like the reality of the, the cost of living here because as more and more people come, it's only going to get higher. Um, so that is what I have to say on apartments is find an apartment locator. It's pretty expensive and they can find you what you need. You're probably going to live a little bit further from downtown, which is okay. Um, when it comes to roommates, you can find them on my Facebook page. Actually, I have a fun on weekdays roommates slash sublease page. So it's a really great place to find some like normal people that you know that you at least have one thing in common with. Um, but I also have looked for subleases on like Facebook pages. If you just type in ATX sublease, there's like a kayak page and then there's another another different one that I've joined. Um, and I've I've done that the both of the times that I interned here. I'm like stumbling upon my words. I'm getting so giddy to just talk about Austin. <laughs> so the next thing, um, oh, and, and also I'm looking at like South Austin as well. The 78704 area code apparently is pretty popular right now. It's kind of by like Zilker, South Lamar, South Congress. And a lot of what I do is kind of in that area. My gym is there. I go there all the time. And so I don't want to live north. Um, but yeah, let me see what I what else I said. Okay, that's that's pretty much all I had. We'll wrap it up on apartments, kind of living situation. I really think that living in Austin is dependent on what you want out of your experience here. Do you see yourself having a lot of nightlife? If so, probably live closer to downtown. Do you see yourself having a lot of time outdoors? Okay, probably live closer to like Zilker or maybe even, gosh, I don't know. I'd have to look at a map. <laughs> Just live a little bit further from downtown. Um, and if you see yourself working at the domain or spending a lot of time up at the domain, then go live up there. But the domain is also expensive. Domain is kind of becoming its like own little mini city of Austin, which is kind of wild, uh, which I'll talk about in just a minute. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about are the types of people that are here. <laughs> Along the lines of people asking where to live, a lot of people also ask me, is it easy to make friends in Austin? And like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is a very transitional city for a lot of people. So for that reason, a lot of people move here alone and they are in the exact same stage of life of you as you, where they're looking to make friends and they are very outgoing. And a lot of people are like pretty down to do anything for at least the people that I've met in the past two years. So <laughs> there's like a couple of different types of people that come to mind when I'm thinking of Austin. Number one, you have your Peter Pans, the people that just literally never grow up. These are the guys that are 36. 
They still live at Sky House. They still have free games every Friday. Actually, they still have free games every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they're going out for Sunday fun day. And they are just stuck in their party phase. And that's totally okay. The only thing is you have to realize that you are not going to be the girl to change them and to get them out of that phase. These guys just need to like grow up on their own. So there's there's some of those people. Um, and then you also have people like me who moved from the Midwest. Most people that I've ever met here in Austin are honestly not from Austin. <laughs> A lot of people are from Chicago, Ohio, um, Iowa. I don't know. I mean, I've met people from all over here except for Texas. Like it, it's almost rare to meet somebody that is from Austin. Um, when I do meet people that are from Austin, it's kind of like a battle of, are they going to be mad that I'm somebody that moved here? Or are they going to be like accepting of that? Uh, so you definitely have those people. And then you have the people that were in fraternities and sororities and colleges, and they're just like not over it. So they want to work for a company that has that same vibe. So they go and work for Dell or Oracle. I'm totally kidding. If you're listening to this, uh, and you work for Dell or Oracle. The only reason why I say that is because when I first moved here, I swear every single person that was 23 to 25 years old worked for Dell or Oracle. And it's like they come in groups of cohorts at the same time. So if everybody's hired in the summer, the people in that cohort go out together all the time. They pre-gamed at each other's apartments all the time. They had their own parties, their own their own barges and everything. And I started hanging out with a lot of people from Oracle and Dell. And it's just so funny because it is kind of like the same synergy of a fraternity sorority where you have this like automatic uh, thing to bond over. You know what? Do you know what, like, do you know what I mean? Um, so we have a ton of those people. A lot of people here work in tech. Uh, we have TikTok that moved here. We have Facebook. We have Google, um, Tesla now. And so there's a lot, a lot of people in tech and there's even more companies that are moving here, but there's also a lot of like creative people as well. And then you also have the UT students. So University of Texas is probably like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes from downtown. It almost kind of flows into downtown. I personally, if I was still in high school and I was picking a college to go to, UT would probably be on the top of my list. I wish that I would have considered it when I was going to college, but you do have quite a bit of students that like you might see out if they are 21 or maybe they're not 21. You see them on like 36 or West West 6 or something. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of students here as well. And then the, my favorite thing about the people in Austin, Texas is that you just have no idea how old somebody actually is because everyone is young and hot and active. And it's just like wild. Somebody could be, like I said, the 36-year-old the Peter Pan guy who just like will never grow up. He'll never get over the bars. He might act like he's like 22 and you would have no idea that he's 36. And then you have like the sorority girls that come from the South. They're a little bit more traditional and they want to get married right away. And they're like 21, just graduated college and they're getting engaged. It's like such a melting pot of people here. And then you got the people like me, Midwesterners, that just moved to Austin, and I'm just finding out about paddleboarding for the first time. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe people in the city have been doing this for years. So it's a, it's definitely a big melting pot of people. But the overall thing that we all have in common is that I think most people here are very outgoing and active. Okay, I shouldn't say outgoing. Cut that. I would say the, the main things that we all have in common is that People here are very active. They love to be outdoors. They love to work out, love to go on hikes and walks. And a lot of people have dogs. I will say that I felt a little bit left out until we got Quincy. So now 
Now I'm mainstream again. Thank God. And a lot of people are just kind of young. And if they're not actually young, everybody acts young. Everybody just has this kind of like mentality here that you just kind of like live life and you're living in an awesome city where it's warm. It's mainly summer for majority of the year. So it's pretty easy to do that. The people here are great. Everyone can fit in. Everybody can find their people here. And I really encourage you, if you are nervous that you're not going to find your people, I promise you that you will. It might take a little bit of time. It might take a little bit of putting yourself out there, getting a little awkward. But I host events in Austin. I try to do one once a month. And um, the whole purpose is to kind of bring people together that also just moved here and help you guys make friends and do something fun on a weekday. Now, I said earlier in this episode that I was going to touch on the domain later on, which is another area in Austin that's pretty popular when it comes to shopping, living, dining, bars, pretty much everything is out there. And I would say it's almost a little bit like a mini downtown. I think it's definitely been built up a lot since I first came here a few years back. And it takes about 15 minutes on a good day with no traffic to get there. It's a little north with traffic maybe 30, 35 minutes, but it's definitely worth the drive because everything is there in one place. I spend most of my time shopping there. It's definitely the number one place that people go to shop. The domain is huge. So I would say really the only downfall is sometimes it can be pretty hard to find parking. And especially on the weekends, it gets very, very busy. Whenever I go, I always park at Macy's. I almost feel like nobody knows about the parking lot that's behind Macy's. They only know about the one in front. So let me just fill you in on a little secret here. I park right there. I walk straight through. I always, always stop in the shoe section because I can't not. And they always have so many good deals. I actually just made a TikTok like two weeks ago of all of the summer sandals that they had on sale. And then also cotton dresses that they had and just wedding dresses. They they have everything there. So before you go shopping everywhere else, you got to stop in Macy's. And if you didn't know this, my podcast is sponsored by Macy's. So of course I want to give them a little extra love. And if you're not in Austin, you can't go to the domain location. That's okay. You can find all of my Macy's favorites at macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And in terms of other shopping, I would say everything is pretty spread out. So wear some comfortable shoes when you're going there because you're going to get quite a few miles on on your Apple Watch or Fitbit. Do people still wear a Fitbit? Is that still a thing? I don't know. And then there's also so many great dining restaurants, bars there as well. So you can fuel up after a long day of shopping. So the domain is great for that. I don't really go out at the domain. However, last year I had my birthday at Wonder Bar, which is so, so, so cute. Oh my gosh. It's like super colorful. There's disco balls everywhere. The drinks are in really cute cups. It's just a really great time. And that's the only place that I've really been to at the domain. So I can't speak on behalf of some of the other bars, but I've heard that they're fun. I just know that on the weekend to take an Uber from the domain to downtown, like late at night, it's so expensive. So I try to just kind of stay downtown if I'm going to go out or nightlife. But if you're looking for like the biggest club, I would say in Austin, it is the Rose Room. I've never been there, but from what I've heard of it, I think it's kind of like Cirque du Cirque du Soleil-ish. I think there's dancers and there's people on those like long velvet 
curtains, if you know what I'm talking about. So if you're looking to have a really, really crazy night, you can go shopping at Macy's during the day, put on your new outfit that you just bought, and pop on over to bottle service at Rose Room. Okay, like I was saying, everybody wants to know where they're drinking when they're coming to Austin. Where are you going out? Where are you meeting cute guys? Where are you picking up girls? Where are you getting free drinks, most importantly? Because the drinks here are also expensive. I was just in West Palm Beach, and I got a cocktail. It was $18. What? I could actually go to HEB, and I could buy that bottle of liquor for $18. Tell me why in this tiny little cup it's $18. Here, it's a little bit cheaper. I would say average price of cocktails, if you're going to go out to dinner, is probably like $14, maybe $16, maybe a little bit cheaper, maybe like $10, depending. But when you're going out and you're getting shots and you're getting like beers, who's getting beers? Who's getting beers in this heat? Getting beers and then you're also feeling bloated. I, a horrible, horrible mixture for me. I'm not doing it, but all that to say, the free drinks are important here because it definitely, definitely adds up. So the bars, let's kind of split this up into three different little territories. Number one, you have Dirty Sixth Street. This is kind of like the grime and grit of Austin. So South Congress is a street that goes straight down uh, the middle of downtown. It goes directly to the Congress building, ironically, how, how funny of them to name it South Congress when it's in front of the Congress building. So it basically divides downtown into West 6 and East 6. East 6 as in Dirty 6. When you get under the other side of the freeway, I think it's I-35, then that is East 6. So right now we're basically talking about the middle territory, Dirty 6. So there are definitely like fun things to do there. I would say... Um, it has gotten a little bit more dangerous. There's been quite a few like crimes more recently that are going on over there. I would never, ever, ever go there alone, especially like at night on a Saturday or a Friday when it's like very busy. And if I had to describe it to somewhere, it would be kind of like Nashville's Broadway or New Orleans. Uh, what's their street called? I've never even been to New Orleans. The fact that I'm describing it as New Orleans and I've never been there, just basing it off Google pictures, it's fine. Uh, but that's how I would describe it. There are a lot of like hole in the wall places. Uh, the street is lit up with string lights in between. It's very cute. There's lots of people walking in between. And so when I was interning here, this was, oh, the best place I'd ever been because you walk up and down that street with a group of girls and you're getting free shots left and right. You're getting a free bottle of champagne up the ass. Like people are begging you to come into their little clubs and you're not going to say no because you're pre-gaming. Because you're going to go there before you go to West 6 because you don't want to spend the money for the drinks at West 6. So the drinks on Dirty are definitely cheaper. Um, It's definitely a a bit of a younger crowd. Like I know a lot of UT students go there. um, But I do think it's still fun. It's just not the kind of place that you go out at (laughs) typically if you live in Austin. And if you do, red flag. If the guy that you're talking to wants to meet up with you on Dirty Six and that's like his favorite place to go, no, run, run instantly. Oh my God. Unless, wait, wait, unless his favorite place on Dirty Six Street is Pete's Piano Bar because I'm a sucker for some dueling piano. If you're going to Austin on a bachelorette party, it is such a fun place. They have these like giant drinks. They always have weekday specials and they have two people playing on pianos going back and forth with like 
music recommendations. That's on Dirty Six. I really like going there. And then if I am on Dirty Six, I usually pop on over right across the street to Buck Wild. They have this giant, giant board of different shots. And then they also have a mechanical bull there. So if you're visiting Austin, it is just a known fact that you have to get a mechanical bull. Duh. And if you're going to do that, Buck Wild is a really good place to do it. Get some some cheaper drinks. And then, uh, oh, one of my favorite restaurants actually is called Casino El Camino. So it is, it used to be on some type of food TV show. I've never really been a big foodie. Like food's either good or it's bad, but I'm, I'm not going to like make an entire account dedicated to it because I just don't, I just don't really care that much. But when I find something I like, I like it a lot and I'll go back there a lot. So Casino El Camino is one of those places, amazing, like amazing hamburgers, cheeseburgers, French fries. That's what they're known for. They also have pickleback shots. So that's fun. Uh, so those are kind of the places that I would recommend on dirty, quote unquote dirty. There's a lot of people walking in the street, like check your bag, just keep things close to you. I would never want someone listening to this podcast to like go there because of me and then they have a bad experience. So what I'll say is just like be very, very aware of your surroundings, watch your drinks, watch the people around you, never wander off on your own, no matter how drunk you get. Uh, and don't go to the bathroom alone either. I know us girls never do that, but sometimes when you're drinking a little bit, you kind of forget and you want to go touch up your makeup or fix your hair because there's a cute guy at the bar, but we're not doing that on Dirty Six. That is for a different time. So when I was interning and I would go out there to kind of pregame, we would walk all the way across the street and we'd walk over to West Six. So West Six is kind of another area where a lot of people go out in Austin. And I would say it's kind of a mix of like sports bars, um, restaurants, and more kind of clubby, clubby bars. I don't know if I would necessarily consider them like a club. In my eyes, I see like a, well, I don't know. I've been to West Six sometimes. It's been kind of crazy. So I guess, yeah, kind of a club. Uh, You have sports bars. My favorite place is Rustic Tap. They always have live music. They always play, like, the football games. Um, They have really good margaritas. Well, I don't know if they're actually really good or if my standards just get a little bit lower when I'm drinking, but I do remember them being kind of good. They have good food. I'll say that. I've been there for a couple, like, football games. Not that I ever watched the game, but it's fun to partake in tailgating, especially when you live in Texas. UT football games are pretty big, so, of course, you're going to go and celebrate it when you want a reason to go out. Food is pretty good. Rustic Tap is always a winner for me. And then across the street, Little Woodrow's is also a pretty popular sports place. But I have a feeling that you guys listening to this podcast don't really give a shit about where you're going to go watch sports. But you might care if you know that there's going to be guys watching sports there. Maybe you don't care. You shouldn't care because if you got your girls, it's all you need. But just just putting it out there. It's probably a good place to find some, some cute guys. And then... For the clubby type places, if you're trying to have like a wild night, I would say ranch is really fun. When I was interning here, I thought it was the coolest place I'd ever been. It's got like this giant deer antler hanging from the roof. Um, it's got like two two stories kind of on the dance floor and everybody loves an elevated surface. I mean, come on. And yeah, it's a good place. It's It's huge. The line is usually pretty long, but it's not nearly as long as Buford's. Buford's is like, I don't even know how to describe Buford's. It is like a monstrosity of a college fest bar under one roof. It is freaking huge. There's like the main dance floor. There's the inside. 
main floor and then you go upstairs there's like the balcony and you go inside and there's I think it's called like Astoria there's a secret door to get up to the one side and you basically had to pay the bouncer like 20 bucks to get in you skip the line which I'm not gonna say I've done it but (laughs) I do know that it exists so Buford's to me is kind of if you're coming you're a little bit younger you want a younger crowd just know that that's kind of what you're gonna get yourself into I for for myself, I'm over that. There's just too many people there for me. It just gets so overstimulating when you are like shoulder to shoulder with a, like thousands of people and they're playing super loud music. I think I've just kind of gotten over that, which don't get me wrong. It's still very fun every once in a while. And if you want that, Buford's will definitely give you that. And then you have Concrete Cowboy. Um, I spent a lot of time there in quarantine because it was one of the only places open and it was definitely a lot more chill when it was during covid So I've only been there like a handful of times since it actually opened up and they have like a really nice upstairs turf thing that's open. It's kind of like a, not a rooftop because it's only two floors, but what Austin would maybe consider a rooftop. So that is fun. It's, it's, let me put it this way. It's the place that you end up at at the very end of the night and you lose your phone and you lose your wallet and you lose everything that you own. And then you get a text in the morning (laughs) and well on the phone that you lost you get a text from like some person that you met there it is pretty uh I don't want to say trashy because I feel like trashy is a negative word and I feel like trashy is kind of sometimes good do you know what I mean if you're trying to have a trashy night like get trashy then and that's that's definitely a place to do it and then let's see what else is over there so if I'm going on West 6th Street I definitely like Rustic Tap. Some of those like more clubby places are a bit too clubby for me. But if I want more of like a bar that has cocktails, we call it Grandma's House, but it's actually called the Bee's Knees. It's like this little place that is underneath Cat's Pajamas. Um, And it has like really good cocktails. It has like board games and and a pool bar and not a pool bar, a, a pool table. That's totally different. We're not wearing bathing suits in here. It is like an old grandma's type of vibe in here, but it's very homey. It is quite the opposite vibe of what is right on top, which is cat's pajamas. Um, kind of more like a ski lodge tiki vibe. I'm not really sure how to describe it. They have like these jet skis there that people always take pictures on. So, and then to the right, there are some good restaurants on West 6th Street. Ranch 616 I've heard is really, really good. They have like uh, these kind of known shots I don't know they're like jalapeno shots or something I see them on pretty much everyone's Instagram story I've never taken it myself but because so many people are are posting about it I just kind of have to assume that it's probably good right they just reopened recently so might be a good place for you guys to get dinner and then uh, let's see Takero Mucho which is kind of on the opposite side of that street so many people take pictures there too. And and what I'll say is that it's really good to take pictures. If you want like a great Austin, Texas meal, that's definitely not the place to do it, but it is a fun place to get like really cute drinks and cute photos. I think that the food is very overhyped. There's always a super long wait. And I think that there's so many better places to go than there. But if you are really, really, really adamant about taking this pink photo, Takero Mucho is a all pink restaurant like their food is pink all the decorations are pink and it's very cute but that's what it is it's very cute it's not like the the best food that's what's 
That is West 6th, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're going to move on over to Rainy Street, my neck of the woods. And Rainy Street, when I was interning here, is very different than what it was currently. When I was interning, it was like you had to be 21. There was no shot in the dark that you would ever get let in if you were not 21. It was like old houses that are turned into bungalows. They have patios on them. It's always like an open house with live music, kind of more of an acoustic vibe, very chill, laid back. Cool people go to Rainy Street. That was all I knew, and I loved it for that. And then over the past two years, I think as more and more bachelorette parties started coming to Austin, which love the bachelorettes. You guys celebrate you. I love it. I love that you're in our city. But the vibe of Rainy Street for sure changed. Um, It's definitely more of like a party spot. It's kind of more of that clubby feel, um, which is kind of sad because I used to love it because it was the complete opposite of that. But our two biggest bars, which were Bungalow and Container Bar, recently shut down. They got tore down for some new buildings to go up. And um, there's not that much going on on the street anymore. There's, I mean, there's a handful of bars, but I don't know. I've kind of gotten away from it. But my question to myself is, am I over Rainy Street or am I just over it because I live there? You know, because I think if I didn't live there, it would take, it would have more of a novelty to it. So my favorite places on Rainy Street anyways are Placeholder. It's at the very end. Uh, their Mai Tais and their, their like tiki drinks are insane. They're so good. And there's usually never much of a line, much of a wait. It's just a very like chill place because it's at the end of the street. I feel like a lot of people forget about it. And then right across the street is Anthem. That's under my old apartment building. They have really good Mai Tais as well. Really good food. And that's pretty much the only place to get food on Rainy Street other than the food trucks and bangers. And then Emmer and Rye is also a food place, but it's pretty expensive and just like not my vibe. I went there one time and the food was like a piece of tissue paper. It was like so fancy. And it just was not, just not what I wanted at all. Uh, so that's pretty much the only place to get food. In terms of the bars, Clive is brand new. It's like three stories and For anybody who's visiting Austin, I feel like it definitely has an attraction. But for me, I feel like because I know what used to be there, I just kind of miss the old Rainy Street. I was out two weekends ago. I got a drink at Tipsy Alchemist, which is just a little like cocktail bar. And there were these three-wheeled little vehicles with giant speakers and like a huge bass and light up LED lights everywhere going down the street like it was a strip. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa, I thought we were in Austin. Like, since when are we in Vegas or, like, Miami? It was just giving very much not Rainy Street, or at least what I used to know of Rainy Street. So definitely a bit of a different vibe these days, but still fun for sure. Um, Cantina 612-216. I don't know the numbers, but that's a new restaurant. There is Mexican food there. They do have a good spicy mark. I'll give them that. Lucille's. I like to go there and hang on the swing. They have like little hammocks there. They have cornhole. Definitely more of a chill place on Rainy Street. My favorite place used to be Idle Hands because they used to have these like little hammocks outside, like a hanging egg chair, and they used to have a lot of live acoustic music. They have live acoustic music during the weekdays. On the weekends, it's more of a DJ outside. Um, As you'll see at most of the places, it's, it's more so a DJ on the weekends. Rainy Street is fun. The food truck that I recommend is the shawarma halal. Is that the same thing, shawarma and halal? I don't know. It's it's one of those. It's like a Greek wrap. It is so good. Sometimes I'll just go down there on a weekday and I'll just get it because I'm craving that food. But it, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It tastes a little bit better when you're drunk. Last place, you guys. I'm just now realizing that this episode is already pretty long. Like I could keep talking about Austin for so long. I'm gonna wrap it up. East Austin, great for breweries. More of like a chill vibe if you want more like just not crowded. Um, you you can look up some places, but like things that come to mind are Central Machine Works, which a lot of people in Austin know about. It's not like a hidden gem by any means. And I think also too, let me just make a disclaimer. I am so nervous that people that have lived in Austin forever are going to be like, this girl just moved here and she's giving you advice for all these recommendations. They're all shitty recommendations. Okay. Well, listen to me because I just moved here two years ago and it's either I share all the hidden gems and then people are mad because their favorite places are now busy or I don't share the hidden gems and you guys give me shit that I have bad recommendations. So what do you want? What, what, what do we do in the middle here? East Austin, I would say, are some of those hidden gem places that if you just walk up East 6th Street, you can find different places to go into. And that's what I always tell people is just go to one of these areas and walk up the street and whatever vibe you're feeling, just go in there. Because I feel like the vibes change every single night, just depending on whoever's in the city that weekend. And I can't tell you if something's going to be fun, but also fun is what you make of it. Now let's talk about the lakes in Austin because, well, it is 110 degrees here in the summer. So what are we doing? I'll tell you what we're not doing. Wearing sticky bras. Don't even think about packing it. It's going to slip right off. It's going to fall to your feet on the dance floor. People are going to be like, what is that? Everything is sweaty in Austin. But if you think about it as like natural oil and you're just shining and you're glimmering, then you're good. But the way that we wash that off is in one of like the three lakes. So we have Ladybird Lake, which is the main one that kind of separates South Congress from downtown. This is where you'll see like little boats going. There's donut boats, there's little bat watching boats, and there's paddle boards everywhere. Uh, when I first moved to Austin, I didn't know that the water in there is actually pretty toxic and you're not supposed to swim. You're not supposed to take dogs in there. Really, really sad, but recently a dog actually died in Ladybird. So it's very serious. Don't go swimming in this water if you're paddle boarding. Like I've seen TikToks of people getting swimmers itch, which personally, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I don't even want to mess around with. So be careful if you're going to go on Ladybird Lake, especially this time of the year right now. I guess the algae is bad. It is beautiful though. And on the weekends, so many people, it'll be like a mass group of people, like a bunch of little ants, if you're watching them from the bridge, are on paddle boards at what's called Lunaf Point. It is from where the stream of the channel of Barton Creek kind of goes out into Ladybird. Lunaf is where I had the Ubers drop me off. And there were times that I didn't even have a paddleboard. I just straight up brought a case of white claws and I held it above my head and I swam out through the muck to get to like the little sand rock bar. So that's where a lot of people congregate. Sometimes they'll have like floating DJs out there. It's super fun, but just be very, very conscious of your health and like, you know, not getting, not getting swimmer's itch or getting like, I don't know, just nasty rashes all over. Don't be swimming. This is no place to be doing laps. Save that for like Barton Creek or the, or the pool or deep eddies. So if you go up that channel, that is Barton Creek. It is kind of like this natural pool where it's a cement area. I think you have to pay like $5 or something and you can suntan there. There's diving boards, there's uh, rope swings. It's very, very fun. I will say I haven't been there since I've moved here two years ago. It was something that I did when I interned here. Um, 
I don't know why I've never been. I think it was more so just like lugging stuff if I needed water and food for the day. And it made more sense if I was going to like go there. I wanted to stay there for a while. But it is one of those places that I kind of like neglect to appreciate just because I've been here for a while. So who knows? Maybe maybe this weekend I'll go there. (laughs) The next lake that we have is Lake Austin. So Lake Austin is the closest to downtown. Um, if you're going to go on a lake, if you're going to go on a boat with your friends there, this is a good place. If you want to stay close to downtown, what I, I will say it is a little bit more expensive to rent a boat and the boats are smaller because the lake is smaller. It's essentially kind of like a channel, um, more of a river, I would say. And along the sides, it's beautiful. You can see a bunch of houses in the hills and it's really, really scenic. I would say it's not the best for like water sports or boating specifically. More of a lake that is good for like a sunset cruise or if you're going with a big group, you'll probably be on a Contiki boat, which is just like a bigger style pontoon boat. They're probably going to take you over to Devil's Cove, which is by the 360 bridge, a really, really great place to watch the sunset. You guys, I'm spitting so many recommendations into one video. I need to make like a whole ass PDF for you following this so you can find everything. But Party Cove is, well, it's it's a party cove and it's kind of dirty. Um, it's a little brown. It's not disgusting. But the last time that I was there, I got on like a little lily pad and there was definitely a lot of mulch floating on the surface and a little, like, a lot of film. It looks like a lot of sunscreen or, like, oil film. I don't know. As I'm talking about it, the less I want to go to Lake Austin. But it is nice because it's close. And uh, if you're not getting in the water, it's beautiful. If you are getting in the water, and or maybe you're going with a bigger group, Lake Travis is my favorite. It is a little bit further. It's, like, 40 minutes-ish. Uh, you can take a Fetty rideshare, which is, like, a bigger kind of It's not a party bus, but it's not an Uber. It's like an in-between, like a middle ground there. You could also take like a a sketchy little limo. (laughs) I've done that way too many times. Um, But I think it's definitely worth it to go out to Lake Travis because the water is beautiful. It's clear. I don't have to wonder what is touching my feet because I can actually see it. And it's definitely a little bit cheaper. Um, You can get a big, huge party barge there. Uh, A lot of people that first moved to Austin – Honestly, no, a lot of people just generally go on party barges and they're like these two story barges with a little slide down it. I did one last time I did one was last Memorial Day, I think. So it's been a minute since I've been on one, but it is kind of one of those things that you do it too many times and it does lose its lust because you're like, how many more times can I black out on this party barge with like 50 other people? You know, so it's got a little bit of shine to it when it when it's presented to you after a long time of not doing it. But is it an every weekend thing? Probably not for long term. So I hope this helps you make decisions on what lake you're going to go on. If you're visiting Austin in any of the summer months, which is pretty much nine months out of the year, it is warm until I would say maybe even like mid-November. You could probably still be out on the lake. So I definitely recommend doing a lake day, whether it's paddle boarding, renting a retro boat or a donut boat, doing a bat watching cruise or renting your own boat, being on a party barge, whatever it may be, like getting on the lake for whatever reason offsets the fact that it is brutally hot and you feel like you might uh, shrivel up (laughs) and condense to a bottle of sweat. So there's a lot more that I could talk about when it comes to Austin. But I wanted to end this episode, of course, because it is Fun on Weekdays podcast. How do I have fun in Austin? 
Well, it's really easy when you live in an, in an awesome city that has so much activity, so many things going on, and just so many different things than what I grew up having in Cleveland. So to be able to experience a lot of those things is like super exciting. And it makes me just feel like I've become a better, well-rounded person here. I've had a lot of experiences that I wouldn't have been able to have in other places. So some of those weekday things that I love to do in Austin, spasmatics. So they are an 80s cover band. They play every Wednesday at Cedar Creek Courtyard. It's a late night thing. I think they start at like nine or 10 maybe. So Wednesdays, I would go to Wanderlust Wine Bar. It's 50% off wine. It's literally wine on tap. They have two locations, but the one that's downtown is the one that's Wednesday, 50% off. So I would go there, and then we would go down over to Spasmatics and see them. It's a band of four guys. It's an 80s cover band. They are so freaking funny, and it's such an Austin thing to do. And on Wednesdays, they play every Wednesday. So... I think I've seen them since I moved here maybe like six times. If there's ever a Wednesday night that I want something to do, actually tonight is Wednesday, I could probably make it over to their show in time. It's always a fun thing to do, especially with with people are visiting you or if you're visiting. People in Austin that are visiting here are obsessed with bat watching. I think it is the most disgusting thing ever. But under the South Congress Bridge, which is like the bridge that goes straight into downtown, there's thousands and thousands of bats that come out at sunset. So people will line up on the South Congress Bridge. They'll watch the sunset and they'll watch the bats come out. Personally, I've done it once. I never need to see it ever, ever again. But if you like if you like birds, <laughs> not me, I could never, then you might like it. Uh, I try not to walk under the bridge at that time either because it smells. Like, have you ever smelled a bat? They smell. And not like you would expect. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. But the bats come out every single night and every single night of the week there are people there. So when I interned, we would we scootered over all the way from UT West Campus all the way over to South Congress Bridge. We made a whole night of it. We got ice cream after and it was fun. Great, great uh, weekday thing. There's also comedy shows in Austin, which I didn't really realize until more recently this past year. So Hideout Theater has improv a lot. They also have like scheduled shows. And then Esther Foley's, I've never been to the show there, but they have, uh, it's kind of like from what I've heard, pop culture integrated into comedy, but like a skit almost. I don't know how true or far off that is from if it's actually that, but could be really fun to go to, probably something different than you typically do. I mean, how often do we go to a comedy show? Another thing that I love to do is I'm really along the lines of entertaining. And I love nothing more than getting into a little microphone and singing my heart out to some Taylor Swift. So you already knew what I was going to say. Karaoke, egos is the best place for it. There's always like, I mean, it's the littlest, tiniest little bar, but there's always the best people there. And I think it's definitely more of like local people. The drinks are a lot cheaper. It's on South Congress. Egos. Ego's karaoke bar. I really hope that I don't spoil that, but I feel like most people know about it. Um, that's great. And then also Hotel Vegas in the east side, they have Wednesday karaoke night, and I believe it's like uh, rock-themed. Like think about Green Day, Paramore-type vibes. I'm pretty sure that's on Wednesdays. I've been to it before. They're mango margaritas. They're frozen. They're awesome. Huge backyard. You can chill, go with a group of people. I don't know. You could go along, get up there on the mic, do a little solo. 
you could do that. Blues on the green in on in the summer. Wow, I really can't speak here. I'm just getting caught up in the words. I'm so excited. Blues on the Green is this giant free concert at Zilker Park at the first Wednesday of every month in the summer. I think they do it for three or four months. It's actually tonight and tomorrow. I'm not going tonight, but maybe I'll maybe I'll go over there tomorrow. And it's just huge. It's where they do ACL, but it's a free concert, and it's really cool. A lot of people will just bring a blanket to kind of set up. People bring a bottle of wine, some food. Some people bring some marijuana. What? I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying other people do it. But it's definitely kind of encouraged. There's a lot of people hula hooping and bringing their dogs. And it's just a fun spot, you know, to kind of decompress and kind of celebrate the first of the month with just a bunch of people in Austin. Bring the community together. We also have free plays and musicals at Barton Creek's Lawn. So outside of the Barton Springs Pool, there's free musicals that you can go to in the summer. I think the most recent one they did was A Midnight Summer. Summer, some Midnight Summer. I don't know. It's by Shakespeare. Am I going to be, am I going to be made fun of if I don't know that name? I, Midnight Summer's Dream? I think that's it. Midnight Summer's Dream was the most recent one they did. My sister went and saw Shrek the Musical there. They're actually in between shows right now. So I'm going to go to whatever the next one is. Uh, Connor and I have also gone to a candlelit violin concert. Now, this is something that's a little bit less common. I don't think this is just happening like every single week in Austin, but it was really, really fun. And it was a great date night activity that was kind of outside of the box and something that we'd never done before. So that was fun. There's also Peter Pan Putt-Putt. It's BYOB. And there's like two courses there. It's a little quirky. It's outside. You can bring uh, drinks, wine. It's a good date night spot, but it's also a fun thing to do as a family or just with new friends. You have the retro boats, which I kind of mentioned. They're like these really cute kind of Instagram-y. Oh, damn it, you guys. I knew something was bound to be off my first time recording with my actual equipment. I didn't realize that the camera that I got has a 28-minute hard stop on it. So I'm so sorry, people that are watching this on YouTube. I'm going to be like just a black screen for a moment, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm finishing up, I promise. What I was saying is the retro boats is they're really cute. It's a good like little girls thing that you could do or also for a date night. It only fits four people and they're pretty small. I think you can do them for like two hours. They're kind of expensive, but if you're really trying to get like a great city view of Austin or you're really trying to do something unique, it's a great thing to do. Last two things that are pretty unique. Um, I would say is Butler's Pitch and Putt. It's like, it's a golf course, but it's not a traditional golf course. It's kind of a golf course plus a driving range. So you can putt on different greens and then you can also pitch and like full swing. And so that's really cool. And it's right around the Ladybird Trail. The Ladybird Trail goes all the way around downtown. It's a 12 mile loop. And it's a great place to walk in the morning if you're trying to like sweat out your hangover or if you're trying to start your day and you're working from home or you're like about to, you know, get on a call, maybe you're on a lunch break. It's a trail and a lot of people walk on it and it's beautiful and right over by it is Butler's Pitch and Putt. And then my last thing for a really great weekday activity is the downtown rooftop uh, drive-in. It's called Blue Starlet. You have to look it up on Google Kind of a weird website, but I've been there three times now, and it's really fun. Beautiful views of downtown. Get some food before you go, and make sure you have the AC on in your car. Don't go in the dead middle of summer because it's it's pretty brutal. It's pretty hot up there. 
And that's pretty much all I have for like my weekday things to do in Austin. And if you don't live in Austin, just know that you can make the most out of your weekdays by doing like literally anything, trying a new restaurant, trying a new hobby, going on a different trail, meeting up with a new friend, or you don't even have to do anything new. You can do old things. You can do routine things. Fun on weekdays doesn't have to mean the same thing to everyone, which I always say. I always, always say it, but fun means something different to everyone. And I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know a little bit about what fun on weekdays in Austin, Texas means to me. I'm really hoping that in the next week or two that I can put together kind of a not a, not a PDF, but some type of book for you with all of my Austin, Texas recommendations in it. When it comes to restaurants, it is there are just way too many that I, I can't even sit here on a podcast and tell you all them because I would just list it to you. And I think it'd be better if I can put it on a clickable link for you, take it right to the open table or Resi app. And for when it comes to all the activities and stuff, Google is as good as me, you guys. Google is what I look to when I'm looking for things to do. You can literally type in, what to do in Austin, Texas today. And I think it's called to do 512. It's like an Austin website. There's always like a weekly schedule on there. Uh, And yeah, you know, use your resources, Google it up, Pinterest, listen to this podcast, join my Facebook group, ask people in there what to do, some of their favorite things. And that is the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed being in my new office as much as me. I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. It was to be expected. And that's it. Next week, I'll see you guys here on the same couch, on these same microphones, on the same amazing camera. And yeah, thank you guys. Next week is my one year anniversary. So it'll be a really good episode. And I'm really looking forward to it and celebrating this milestone with all of you. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye guys.